0: I'm Liz Mannion and I'm Allie Stewart welcome sorry I I'm confused by the sound waves right now but it's it's okay
1: Allie how, how are how, how you doing I am doing great I'm doing great how are you
0: I'm you know fine classic hungry but I'm good
1: I'm typically pretty hungry too yeah what are you gonna yeah. eat tonight
0: I don't know I don't know what I'm gonna eat tonight I'm
1: I'm currently actually a uh, on Postmates right now, figuring it out. That can be, like a little sips with strangers tradition. Like we just the whole time we're recording, we just order Postmates. Yep. Or Grubhub or whatever you prefer. We're not mm-hmm. endorsing Ooh. anyone.
0: And we're endorsing Postmates. I endorse Benny's right now. Oh, I sh- should I go to bed? I had like a, I had a, I had like a Charlie's so like cheese steak for lunch. Or it's like it, there was no line when I was like. <gasps> Like, I'm really trying to, like... I like that you're rationalizing this to people that may or may not be listening, but... I... uh, Well, in case my mom listens. And she's like, Liz, why are you eating so much? I'm like, look, mom. I'm sorry. I didn't have a lot of... I didn't have a lot of time. I was hungry. I hadn't eaten all day, and... Charlie was calling. Charlie was... Yeah, I didn't finish it. It was fine. I ate the sandwich, not the fries. The fries were cheap, though. I would have
1: eaten the fries. Yeah. Should have gone together. Should have. (laughs) Well, have... Anything new with you? um mostly the the fun world of academia hell yeah it's like a probably a little bit about why um not many of you have heard from us recently is because we have both delved back into that role but oh God. yeah um, but we're still people we still make podcasts we still do fun things
0: yes we do and speaking of which speaking of which we have a great show we're, uh, we are interviewing, um, some good homies that are very good friends of Allie's. Um, Donnie Donovan and... Carolyn Hiller. They're very nice people. Um, they are be- This was... It's a dry January special. They are, uh... They made us some really delicious and interesting, cool, um... Adjectives. Zero-proof <laughs> cocktails. Um, and... And they shared so much. They shared a whole lot of information. That was really cool. And I, I learned a lot.
1: Yeah, this has definitely been one of my favorite ones so far. So yes. I hope that you all enjoy it. It's, it's, probably,
0: it's probably one of the best ones since John Benley.
1: I would I would have to agree with you, Liz. Yeah, I probably think, since,
0: since, just since John Benley.
1: Yeah, I think we're, we're coming strong for season two of Sips with Strangers. So uh-huh. thanks to you who have stuck along through this Mm -hmm. journey for lack of a better word it's there's been ups and downs it's the bachelor (laughs) i hope i get a rose you did get a rose oh thanks thanks liz okay so to find out if um liz gets a rose in return Mm -hmm. (laughs) listen to this episode of sips with strangers (laughs) take it away
0: (laughs) how's it going everybody Hi. hi hi hello hello um well we have two very special guests very good friends valleys um and they are some really incredible um artistic minds who create stuff drinks <laughs> beverages at the empath sober bar it's a pop-up correct yeah yeah, yeah.
2: for now so,
1: for now you
0: guys want to introduce yourselves to everyone
2: sure um uh, my name is carolyn hilliard uh, I'm one of the founders of Empath Sober Bar and also play in the band Dinosaur here in Pittsburgh.
3: Cool. <laughs> um, I'm Donnie Donovan and I play in the same band as Carolyn Dinosaur and um, am co owner of Empath Sober Bar.
2: We're basically the same people. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Do you
3: guys like talk at the same time? Sometimes. Yeah, we're getting better at it. Yeah. <laughs> at our show last night, that was pretty bad. Yeah, we just shut
2: up and became mute we for
3: the rest of the show. Each other. And <laughs> I was like, like all right, you go ahead, you you talk, you tell them. No, Where
2: we're... was your show last night? It was uh, Black Forge. Oh, awesome! Yeah. They just opened up their yeah.
1: New site, right? Yeah, it's awesome.
2: really
1: nice. I need to go check it out. Huh?
0: Are you both? Um, so I I only know you guys from Ally. I haven't listened to Dinosaur yet. Guilty. I'm sorry. I will listen to you guys. <laughs> Homework homework yes <laughs> um now are you both um singers or uh do you play the instruments or do you <laughs> okay.
3: yeah we both sing and write and play the instruments. okay <laughs> both, all of them, all of them. Yeah. oh yeah okay cool yeah we well our we did have a band and then they um they left they left <laughs> so uh we we now use backtracking, but we, um, now we kind of write and produce our own music, mm-hmm. our own, like, all the, all the parts of the songs.
2: Yeah, she plays, uh, guitar and I play synth keyboard.
3: Ooh. Synth. Yeah. That's impressive. They're really wonderful. <laughs>
2: oh. So, I don't think I know,
1: like, when did you start Dinosaur?
2: Oh my gosh. Um, it was like a year after we got together. So, 2016. That's So awesome. it's been almost four years. Wow. Yeah. Wow.
1: Do you have any upcoming shows for Dinosaur?
2: We do, but I don't know when. There's some time. Yeah, sometime in okay.
3: March, maybe? Yeah.
2: Yeah, we'll have to look
3: that we up. We said so. yes to like so many things, but didn't put them on the calendar at all. Yeah, I was so just cool. waiting for invites to them. We
1: had to decode. Have you ever seen The Office? I saw Parks and Rec. I'm thinking of Parks and Rec. There's uh, an episode where they book everything on, I think it's like March 31st. <laughs> Or it's some day that's they not thought cool.
0: Ron Swanson, they Ron Swanson's assistant, like book, put everything on a day that she thought didn't exist. Like at the very it end
1: turns the out month. it did exist. So then he had all of his meetings for like the year or for that month on the same day.
3: <laughs> and it's,
1: it's wonderful. So that's what I'm thinking. Well, the
3: one day we might have two shows and a pop up. Yeah, that, we're trying to figure out. The 25th about. of April, Yeah, right?
2: Holy moly. That so we definitely cool. have something going on the 25th yeah, of April. Yeah, that, that's so.
1: happening. If you need someone to come in and distract everyone while you're running from point A to point B, <laughs> let me know.
0: <laughs> or <laughs> a getaway car if you guys get too stressed out. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Thanks, guys. You're
0: welcome. Is there, um... Now, you guys are a couple as well, Yes. correct? Um, is it like... And you were saying that you guys um, create, like... Formed your band after a year of being together. Is it hot like, is it hard to like make music with someone that you're like in a relationship with, or is that something that's kind of easier? Is that like a bad question? Like, I hope no. that's not like my a- partner
1: and I have talked about it a lot because we both love music, but we haven't really found a way to do it together. And yeah. it kind of just ends up every time we're like we're having an art day, we're gonna play music, and then like I'm in the corner with my ukulele and he's with his guitar in the other corner. We're like, sounds great, babe, and then that's about <laughs> it. <laughs> So what is your process like? Oh, my.
2: well,
3: um, I don't know. We're both really sporadic with our energy, I think. <laughs> so like, I don't know. It it started out good. There's been rough moments. Yeah,
2: yeah. I think I think what happened is so we started out um, writing music together. I was never in a band before, so I think all that energy came, you know, just like this rush of energy. and we, we did write a lot. Um, but it was think, beautiful. It was. Yeah. Oh, it still is. We just yeah. need to make the time. We just became so busy over the years. Mm-hmm. But I think that what really like what kind of deterred us too was um we inviting, into inviting into band. Members into into our band. Band. yeah, into this kind of yeah, intimate thing I guess, you know? Um and not really knowing much about these people either. So it, it's it was hard to manage. You had to manage these people now, so that kind of took away from you know us creating music for a while. So we're trying to get back at it now. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, everything that I've seen the two of you do has been really special. So. Oh, thank you.
2: Yeah. 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 We yeah. We,
3: it, but writing the writing, it's like I feel like we both. Um, we we used to write a lot, but because of everything that we've gone through, we we've been a little lazy with our writing. Yeah, I yeah.
2: think we're regrouping. Yeah. is the right. Term regrouping and kind of like healing from like you know it's just the music industry is hard, um, and if you don't ground yourself, this was like probably the best advice I've ever gotten Was the girl from Butterwood? We told her we were in a band, and she's like, "I was in this band, we got signed, all this stuff." And she's like, "The only thing I'm going to tell you is make sure you ground yourself," mm-hmm. and I didn't understand that until you mm-hmm. actually you know when you become like a success, semi-successful band, and you get all these offers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We had a contract which fell through, you know, mm-hmm. you kind of that feeds you and if you don't keep yourself grounded through mm-hmm. all of that success, mm-hmm. it's very easy to lose it I guess or let it slip away. So,
0: so So how would you how do you say you ground yourself if you don't mind my asking? Right?
2: Um well it's been a process. I actually just finally realized how to ground myself and it's not that hard. It's just making the time to just be with yourself. Mm-hmm. Making the time to um escape from from all of these endeavors that you have and just to honestly just to sit with yourself and do what you love to do. Like that's being like embodied, you know. Um it's different for everybody. For me it's it's meditating, just feeling my body because I tend to I tend to escape so mm-hmm. so to speak. But yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you ground yourself as well? or is it more... So I can I told you we wouldn't get deep. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, no. Um, we like
2: deeps.
3: I just get pissed. Oh. I'm usually like the one that's kind of pissed all the time. But I've been that's better. It's fine. Um, yeah, I think what I've learned is just every time, you know, it's good to collaborate with people, but we've just, I don't know, when you're trying to do something yourself, I, I think you should really try to figure out how to do it yourself. Yeah. Because we've been let down like so many times by people or just that aren't, aren't getting us on an understanding or overcharging didn't do half of the thing that they said they would do like disappeared I mean like there's just you know yeah that, that just gets you just like it's exhausting and you just all you're trying to do is I mean bands stay successful because they just don't give up <laughs> right but you just I mean you, you can't make learn. it
2: but you you' yeah. a learning process most bands don't just get um successful overnight it is you have to go through this process to understand that really you don't need anybody unless you know you're you you're one of those people that just find the right person that just takes you really far mm-hmm. um but we've learned that you know we've had so many so much let down I mean not just in music just in general in mm-hmm. life you know it's it's really hard to rely I don't want to say we don't really people people aren't trusting but yeah yeah. I think I think either. when it comes to your your creative endeavors um, it's important to, to believe in yourself and know that you can do and you have like everything within you to push it to where you need it to be mm-hmm. um, that I remember this is another lesson too because before I even started this band I was uh, I was on this tarot reading call or whatever this this girl uh, Victoria Zates actually she's a, yeah. she's a local medium um, local empathic, like, psychic, I She's guess. She's amazing. Oh, she. Oh, yeah, you yeah. met her. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I saw her, I've been seeing her, you know, for years prior to this, but right before we, saw, we started the band, and before music even became a big part of my life, I was on this call with her. It was like an end-of-the-year call, some kind of tarot. She pulled cards for everybody. It was like an internet call. And she pulled cards for everybody, and she pulled a card for me, and it was, I think, the moon card. And she said to me, and she said, music's gonna be a big part of your life, um, but you're gonna realize that you don't need anybody else. And I didn't, have, and this is before we even started a band, before I even started playing music, because I wasn't in a band, and I told Donnie that, and I was like, it must be talking about you, because I don't even play music. And uh, like, no joke, three weeks later is when we started Dinosaur, and I was like, wow. And then now looking back at what she said, you're not going to need anybody. I just see like all of the letdowns. Like, sh- you know, I didn't, I didn't know what she meant by that. We, so many people tried to help us, um, and it's stuff that really took us off course. I guess. Yeah.
3: yeah. And then you expected them to do certain things, um, thinking that they would, and then you should. It's like we, we could have just done that ourselves, yeah. and then mm-hmm. wouldn't have gotten so messed up you know Mm -hmm. so um yeah
2: yeah we're not talking badly it's just a learning process um Mm -hmm. for sure yeah we
3: sound really jaded yeah
2: no it's it's really
1: interesting because hearing you talk about this because I feel like in my experiences I've had um a lot of places that have guided me to kind of only trust myself kind of similar to how you're talking about like I don't always let other people into my creative process and I very much embody this sense of, like, this is what I do for self-care in terms of my creativity, so it's hard for me to bring other people in. So it's interesting hearing you talk about, like, doing more on your own because I think so much of my goal is to do with other people, to not be afraid to let other people into my creative process and to recognize that, like, we all have something different to contribute in a different way, and it's okay for it not always to look exactly how it looked in my head. Right. Oh, absolutely. I feel like there's even a – if I – I feel like there's even like a
0: fear for people like doing things on your own a little bit like I know like I definitely like would not have done this podcast without Allie like it was like and I think not that that's like a creative endeavor or anything but I think that like a lot of people sometimes can have like this fear of like having something that is entirely on their own like on like entirely by them so I think that that's something that I think is really powerful that you guys like are on your, like being able to like be by yourselves with it, you know?
2: Yeah, no, well, I agree. Okay. Oh, no, one thing I wanted to clarify though, I'm not saying that not to invite people uh-huh. into your life yeah. to create, mm-hmm. like well, I'm I talking think... about more from the business aspect mm-hmm. of it yeah. to try uh, to help yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like with promotion
3: or booking tours and stuff like that, where, you know, well, even with the album, even with the contract, the contract yeah, yeah, like yeah, we, we signed
2: a, a recording contract. We had to contract. buy our album
3: back. Yeah. Like it was, oh, it was kind oh, um, of wow. so. We were, but yeah, like I think another reason why we, um, well, we, we were really open and when we were open, like beginning the band. We wanted to jam with different people, and we're kind of open to that. Maybe creating a band again. But I think we were so upset because we got attached to her brother who played guitar in the mm-hmm. band, and then he went to Duquesne actually to mm-hmm. go back to school. And it was like, oh man, this sucks because <laughs> mm-hmm. he yeah. was just so good. He and was a gem, yeah. when you let people in your project, you mm-hmm. have to know that they could just like leave. And it's like, it's, it's, it's like, great. yeah, that's, yeah. it's, that's the hard part. Mm-hmm. But it was the moment in time that we were supposed to spend with him. And then we, you know, he wrote the parts. Well, he kind of molded our
2: um, sound for sure. He influenced mm-hmm. our sound a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Cool. So, what um, kind of themes do you talk about in your music for those who haven't listened?
2: Um, I think our themes, you know, it's it's interesting as I listen to our, our songs over time. I mean, it's been four years since we wrote some of the songs. The meanings have changed. Like it's like almost like. I wrote about these songs and I didn't even understand what they meant until like, until you actually know, like, I don't know if you've ever had like mm-hmm. a kind of like an epiphany where mm-hmm. you say something, you know, all these sayings in the world and then finally you get it like, Oh my God, I understand that I actually mm-hmm. know what that means. Um, I feel like our songs are really like the, the lyrics are very universal. Mm-hmm. It's like, we just, we, we sing these lyrics, but sometimes we actually it's almost like into the future like a future self type of thing like self-awareness maybe a goal or something Um, yeah I don't know I I think sorry I don't know where I'm going with this but just very like universal I think for people to kind of sit with um, maybe allow it to evolve with them as they grow so yeah
3: I mean I think all the songs are a little you know some of you write and some I write like It Never Goes Away is definitely like about depression
2: Mm -hmm. and
3: I think right now is kind of a um, political song about trying to create peace. And 4AM is about, you know, hating your job that you go to. Waiting for You is about, well, I thought it was about love, but I think it was, <laughs> I think it was about self, self-love. Mm-hmm.
2: Self-love and, uh, well, and about relationships, reflections, I think, in yeah. general. Like, yeah. yeah. Riot is
3: about getting hurt emotionally. Yeah, I mean, they all have their own little. I think everybody,
2: things. Yeah, yeah, I think whenever people listen to our music, they they feel different things. Like sometimes people say a different meaning than we even thought about, or they hear the Or the, they just make up new they, Yeah, they hear the lyrics completely <laughs> different. And we're nice. like, we let them roll with it. We're like, yeah.
1: My mom always does that. With, like the <laughs> song, like the Beast of Burden. Like she's always singing, the pizza's burning. And it's just like, I love that. I love that is so cute. <laughs> that is
0: cute.
1: But I think that's the cool thing about art is that even if you write something or create something that explains how you feel in a moment, there's still that liberty for someone else to hear that and be impacted by it in a way that can make them feel different. And yeah. it's not the same way that you felt the emotion, but it could be their own way of feeling right. it. That's equally as special.
2: Yeah, no, I agree. There's something beautiful about that. And I mean, a lot of songs, a lot of songs are like that, you know, it just depends on what your perspective is in the world at that Moment in time when you're listening to a song means something completely different to somebody else.
1: Mm-hmm. So. I love that. I love that. So um, I want to hear a little bit more about how Empath got started. Um, for those who don't know your story, and, and you kind of
0: before we get to that, would you guys like to tell us about your cocktail and also make it possibly?
2: Sure. Uh, which one do we go first?
0: So what? We have multiples.
2: We have the ginger lavender lemonade, and we have our blueberry divine.
1: You choose because I love them both. <laughs> Which one's your favorite?
2: Um, I like them both. I don't know.
0: I okay. I love lavender
1: okay. and
0: ginger. So let's start with that. One. All right. Yeah. I'll Start with that. Okay. 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 Awesome. I'll get the ice out. Okay. And oh, and the co- You can leave on? Uh, actually, they're tight. They're tangled. It's okay. This will pick it up.
2: Okay. You're
0: good, Cute. and I'll uh, I'll get some coasters because the number one rule for sips with strangers is you must always have a coaster. Is that okay? really the
3: number one rule? That's the Number one rule. <laughs> no one likes a ring.
0: Oh, do you have a knife and um uh, I don't have, like, cutting a... board? Or anything? Oh, we do. Have
3: can three. I go to the yes. bathroom? of course. Okay.
0: Um, my roommate might be in there. I oh. think I saw her oh. head in there, but just like no.
3: Nah. Okay. Should I? She's oh. showering. I don't think so. Oh no, she's not showering. Okay, <laughs> you can pause it. <laughs> So
2: that's pretty good. You like it?
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks. I don't really drink this one very often. Oh. But I want to pick the other one. I didn't
2: know that. Oh we'll no, no, no. One. this no, is my again. favorite.
1: Selfishly, I'm very happy we have this drink. <laughs>
2: we'll do we'll do both of them. Um
1: so what did we make first
2: today? So this is our ginger lavender lemonade. Um, and it's made with uh, blue pea flour also, which changes colors whenever you uh mix the lemon in with it so we actually don't put the lemon in we leave it out until we serve it and then whenever the, they squeeze it squeeze the lemon into the drink and stir it around it changes from like a blue to like a lavender purple color oh my it's, God. it's, it's happening yeah. it's <laughs> happening
1: so it's yeah it's like a indigo color and then it turns like a it's almost like cranberry juice kind of color
2: kind of like a pink yeah pinkish this
1: is this is my favorite. <laughs> Although you were selling me on the blueberry one the other night, it was really good. She goes
2: over. She's gonna make an Ellie a blueberry. <laughs> so
1: I mean, okay. It was. It was like the happiest double fisting moment of my life. So it was,
2: that's delicious. Yay! It that's yeah. delicious. That's really really good.
0: I know you don't drink this one that often, but this what? is really really good.
2: Cheers, everybody! Cheers! Cheers!
3: Yay! <laughs>
1: It's so good. Cool. Oh, that is so
0: good.
2: Oh my god!
1: This is my favorite. So um, I'm glad you like it. <laughs> they've come to a lot of the ecstatic dance events that I do, and it is so much fun because after you've like completely sweat your ass off yeah. for a significant amount of time and like cried and done all of the cathartic <laughs> things, it's like this is the best thing in the world to end the night
0: it's with. It's
3: so refreshing. So. I'm
0: refreshed. I feel like I could like. <laughs> You're refreshed. I feel refreshed. <laughs> I hate like. I feel like people say this before, and we can cut this out if you don't like my comparison to this, but it's like the anti-alcohol. Like, I feel like <laughs> Antidote. I feel good. Like, I feel like like I can, like, run a marathon. Right now. Yeah. Wow. Should we really? go for a run? We can yeah. just take the podcast with us and like,
1: real breathlessly. We should be a running podcast now. Oh, jeez. I did my first 5K a couple weeks ago, I and know. then the holidays happened, and I had not ran since so I don't um, know I signed up for another 5k so that I'd be motivated to try it again yeah. but running is hard yeah never been much of a cardio queen I'll be Same honest Same
2: here. I try I go like a mile and I'm done. yeah
1: I like to dance I like yoga I like like more of the yeah. stability focus things I just it's like hard to yeah do the whole cardio thing I but
2: like my breath work
1: too yeah so
2: that's it I like to breathe that's about it. That's all I like to do it's a practice <laughs> though yeah, yeah it,
1: it, it, it involves the whole body for sure
2: Yeah, yeah. uh, When we made these drinks, when we sat down and first made these drinks, we thought to ourselves, like, since there's no alcohol in them, like, what, you know, it's it's different than just having like a non-alcoholic spirit and mixing it with some juice or whatever. Like, we wanted people to feel a certain way based off this, so Mm -hmm. we actually chose our ingredients based on very intentionally, I guess, Mm -hmm. um, so that you can feel kind of the intentions whenever you're drinking the drink as to what we are trying to. Deliver with it. Um, because, you know, whenever you don't have alcohol, you can... Make certain alcohol
3: choices that you make for certain reactions, right? That you I don't... Want.
2: Well, I don't know about that. I think all alcohol, all, all alcohol does the same thing. Well,
3: as, like, I would just whine over whiskey for certain things I wanted to feel. You know what I mean?
2: Maybe. I guess so.
1: I don't know if Those. I... I've, that I've seen yeah. certain people react differently yeah. to certain things. Like, I have friends that cannot do tequila. Yeah. I was always someone that was like... Cool. Yes,
0: the tequila or
1: yeah. Uh, Whereas, like, I know, like, like my dad had a really bad night with whiskey one night in college, and he I can't did. be around it at all anymore. But it's like my mom's favorite thing in the world. Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's interesting
0: how people react differently yeah. to certain things. Or like how, like you know, when the night is ending, you might have like a glass of whiskey, <laughs> whiskey, <laughs> and um. But if like the like if you're having dinner, like you might have like wine or like yeah. you know I don't know like it all kind of depends on your mood
1: I think things have different like cultural implications as well like when we were studying in Rome like the idea of a glass of wine there is that you're gonna sit with it for a couple hours and share space with people and talk yeah. to them and like that's a really cool cultural mm-hmm. thing whereas like unless you're, you're a know, dumb college kid and then you're like <laughs> another one <laughs> yeah then they have like <laughs> slapped the back here yeah, with the, yeah exactly <laughs> And like yeah. the idea of like shops, like just because the container changes, there's a totally different implication for what that means. Right. So it's, I think that intention is something that's like hugely important in how we consume things.
2: Absolutely. Food, everything, anything that you put in your body. I mean, it's being mindful about everything. I mean, even if it is alcohol or whatever substance you choose, making sure you're understanding why you're doing it, why you're putting it body um is important
1: well because our bodies have to process everything that we put in them so it's like it doesn't just end after you stop tasting the thing right and I think that that's something like even in the work that I've done with people like leading mindfulness different experiences for them like mindful eating has been a large part of it even Mm -hmm. like in my clinical work just because a lot of times people don't have the body awareness I mean myself included like if you're especially culturally if we're in a hurry like if you just only have 10 minutes on your lunch break to get something eaten it's like did you actually get that experience and not that you have to but food is so powerful and drinks are so powerful and it can give you something really important as something that like connects you with yourself connects you with people around you absolutely and it feels oftentimes to me like it's a missed opportunity Mm
2: -hmm.
1: in the way of how busy things are for us in the day-to-day life
2: I um I study Ayurvedic. Well, I don't study, but I, I read a lot about yeah. it, and that's the biggest thing is to to sit with your meal to actually like in a calm mm-hmm. peaceful place because usually we don't do that. Um, and to actually feel every single bite that you're eating, mm-hmm. it just it nourishes you so much more, and your body's prepared for it so that it can consume it properly.
3: Mm-hmm. So
2: yeah, it's 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 a experience for your senses and actually this drink that we're drinking Mm and our description it says allow your senses to be delighted by drinking this Mm -hmm. so that's another thing too we have descriptions for our drinks that kind of put you in that mindset of how you're going to consume this drink Mm -hmm. so there's a lot of intention going into Mm -hmm. this and I think there was actually Josh um, the guy we met um, at our pop-up on Friday night he came up and he was just like I read your description and it's spot on he's like I feel everything I feel like my body's alive and just like I'm feeling everything you know it was just really cool for that to for somebody to actually experience that or to to portray that to us
0: now I I do have a quick question before we get into empaths I do want to hear all about this when you were talking about what was that word that you were said you were studying Well, Ayurveda Ayurveda what is that
2: so Ayurvedic is like an Indian um, an ancient Indian like practice of healing i guess mm-hmm. um it has a lot to do with food mm-hmm. and how we consume food um what we put in our bodies what foods, like food compatibility mm-hmm.
1: um it's almost like a plan for your body so based on it's not necessarily how you look but what your body is like physically emotionally things like that so mm-hmm. it's called a, a dosha and that's kind of what your body is and so most mm-hmm. people are like it's like either a kapha a pitta or avada and those mm-hmm. all have different qualities to them um, yeah, but within just, that, it kind of yeah. creates a plan for you to honor your body in different ways mm-hmm. through diet, through movement, mm-hmm. breath work, uh, mantra, all kinds of different things.
0: Now, do you also do that?
3: I, I think about it. <laughs> I was going say, way when you showed. two,
0: when you two eat together, is it like tough? Like, are you finished? And she's had like <laughs> half of her meal there or like three <laughs> I mean, quarters yeah. of it? Wow.
3: Well, it just not right before working. we got In certain ways, but, um, Yeah, I I do appreciate, you know, the Ayurvedic medicine, and I like to learn about it. I do think it's important, especially the food compatibility and, like, the seasons and everything like that. Um, Are you a pitta? I thought it was a kafa, but car- apparently Carolyn said today I'm a pitta. I'm definitely I, I think not you're a pitta
2: kafa. I think everybody has all their dosas. Yeah, we all
3: three. We all yeah, have all, all of them. Everything. It's just, it's like the chakras. Like, yeah. some are going to
2: be
1: more in tune than others
2: yeah. at all times. I feel
0: like
1: my bata needs to be I a...
2: <laughs>
0: I don't know what those words
3: mean. <laughs> I feel like you're actually... You might be a bata. A what? You seem light. I'll give you more know. information. <laughs> <scary about it. laughs> what are you?
1: Kapha Vada. Okay. Yeah. I my mind it's... is more Vada than anything. Yeah, sorry. You got into a weird scenario because you have people that, like, study Ayurveda. Like, I, I, I have a background in not- I, like, I I said, said you should
0: have, te- I said, is there anything I should be prepared for? If, like, this I, is I'll, I'll give you, world. like, all
1: of my notes from yoga teacher training that we'll study up for next time. Although, Vada, like,
0: <laughs> Vada is a village in Hungary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what we meant. So you're supposed to eat only so Hungarian both, food. Well, I am Hungarian, so yeah. <laughs>
2: An there you go <laughs> oh wait i found it vada pitta
0: kappa also called an oh that's you can take that's a little how quiz. you spell
2: that word Dosha.
0: ayurveda Ayurveda. ayurveda A-Y- yeah. I- how do you say it ayurveda Ar- ayurveda ayurvedic yeah. ayurveda okay it's spelled very interestingly <laughs>
1: Okay, so you should take the quiz while we talk about this drink, and then we can get back to
0: yeah. it. I'll take the quiz. Hold okay.
1: On. So So, um, one other thing about the drink that's really special, and I think I've noticed this in most of your drinks, is that you use crystal oh, essences. Oh, forgot. forgot about that, yeah. Um, yeah. so can you talk a little bit to that? Because I feel like most people, they're like, so you stick a quartz that you stir it with, and then just run it.
2: I know, that's our number one question. What is? How do you get the crystals in there? And the crystals actually don't touch the water. Some crystals actually should not be infused in water, because they, they could leach... So certain toxins or whatever so we have two different um i guess glasses of water and we put the one crystal in one one container and then we put it next to the water and we make sure that the moonlight I know the sound's a little woo-woo but we actually do it during the full moon and we have the energy go through the crystals into the water. So we infuse the water with the essence of the crystal. I love that so much. Yeah, yeah. so it captures the essence. Um and we do a meditation with the crystals before we actually um actually put them, you know, side by side with the water and just kind of feel into it and, and give our intention and how, you know, we want I don't want to say how we want people to feel, but what our intentions are, and hopefully people can feel that. Yeah, so,
1: absolutely. Yeah. So this one is amethyst, if I'm correct? Yes, this one was the
2: amethyst and labradorite, right? I'm pretty sure. Awesome. Yeah. I love that. I love that. <laughs> Thanks.
1: Yeah, I, I think about like the difference of like how I feel consuming one of your drinks versus other drinks, and yeah. I think that you can feel a lot of love and intention yeah. in these, and it's a special thing, because I don't know, I mean, there's definitely a lot of craft that goes into um, different alcohols and spirits and all kinds of things mm-hmm. and um you can definitely sense like the labor of love that goes into those things but this I, one is i really agree fun. but
0: may i interject just what are yes <laughs> um so you know like many of my friends have commented that i have like the weirdest soft hands in the whole world <laughs> um like are my hand- but i feel like the outside
1: are pretty rough they're like buttery like, do,
2: you think they're, <laughs> do you think they're
1: soft they are soft do you moisturize okay. your hands not often
2: wait <laughs> <laughs> that, was a, that was
0: like a pet. Wow. Are okay. you Kafa?
3: I'm a soft
1: hand. No, I'm still I'm still choosing.
0: Oh, okay. And one of my questions is my skin tends to be rough, dry. And the other one is my skin is soft, ruddy. And the other one is my skin is oily and moist.
1: I think I think i think going you... go soft. What does ruddy mean? Runny. Like like red? Is that? I don't know. Like how I do know? you spell that? I know which one is which based on the question. R U D D Y? Like I I know that the oily one is Kafa. I don't don't spoil it for okay, me. Sorry. No spoiler alerts. We don't know what Liz is. Okay. Well, um,
0: <laughs> we, do you guys have? Well, you said you think I'm a I'm a city in Hungary. Kappa, kappa, kappa. Vada. Uh, vada, Vada, Vada. I mean, yes. Vada pita. I, like I feel like you're.
2: I feel you're Vada Kafa.
1: I think sorry. you're kappa, pita.
3: Okay. So we'll, we'll see, see who's right. Well, hopefully, so gives you like please, a second. We are you're, light, you're lighter. You're not. Too dark. Dark. <laughs>
0: competitive okay. ones Oh no,
2: like like with the dark eyes yeah. yeah like the yeah. I'm definitely a Vada. I think I'm I'm trying not to like I think Sorry. I'm in denial about the Vada. Sure.
1: but uh oh, I think there's a negative connotation with Vada a lot too because yeah. people are like I'm not like an airhead like I'm yeah. not like I'm because most of us like we aim to be very grounded and the yeah. second you hear Vada, you're like oh like I'm not up yeah. in the clouds it, I think it's like similar to how people if you're like like I'm a Pisces cusp and everyone's yeah. like so you must be very emotional all the time and I'm like I feel like I'm decently grounded yeah. a lot of it, a lot of the time. But it's like you, you can't just cling to the negative qualities that get said about things. Because like same thing with like Geminis. like, yeah. I have a lot of great Gemini friends. I don't think they're all hey, two faced liars. I was gonna say don't be <laughs> don't be mean to Gemini.
3: That's what people say about a Gemini. Gemini. She's a Gemini. No, I have uh, a lot of great, yeah. I love Gemini. I'm a double Gemini. Wow. I'm a sun and moon. I'm the first day of Gemini, so I'm kind of like a
1: Taurus. Oh, you're
0: you're. Oh, I love yeah.
3: Tauruses. But I'm yeah, a Taurus, rising
2: Virgo.
1: So They're good. I need I need
2: Tauruses. I need groundedness in my life for
1: sure. Yeah, so, so many of my super close friends have been Taurus. Okay.
2: You you can be grounded. My
1: mm-hmm. boyfriend is a is a Cancer, and I have my Pisces cusp, and oh we just God. have a lot of feelings going. <laughs> <on>. <laughs> okay, but there's I'm enough
0: stories. Like so three that. questions left. My what? moon is in Gemini, though, and I... Hell, yeah. You're a P- Pisces sun and a moon Gemini? No, I'm an Aquarius so sun. So a Pisces... Pis- I am a Gemini. Moon You're Gemini. definitely more Gemini
3: than Capricorn. Sun, Gemini, rising. moon,
0: Gemini, and I think I'm, like, a rising Cancer?
3: Oh, Liz. It's, like,
0: apparently, like, a lot of feelings and a lot of, like, confusion and not making a lot of sense. Or maybe do I'm a make, rising Capricorn. Do you have
3: a hard time making decisions?
0: Girl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I uh, I mean I Do you I think about everything all the time. Yes. Mm.
3: Can you not sleep at night because you think too much? Yeah. We're
0: diagnosing you. With, uh... We're getting my Arabetta and we're getting my Do you
3: have, like streamed really ups and downs.
0: <laughs> yeah. it's like, you sound like one of the I feel like you guys, guys are that, interviewing me. <laughs>
3: Yeah. Good, good. Put us on the spot. But I'm good at
0: getting things. It's, do you like,
3: write people off really fast? No. Yeah. No, actually, no. That I don't you do. You give a I'm lot of chances.
0: I give people a lot of chances. Like, like, there are certain things that, like, one person does, I'll, like, you know, attack. Yeah, but other really than that, like, as long as you're nice to my friends. <laughs> I'm very uh, blunt. Yes.
2: yes, you are. I'm, uh, I have a lot of fire. I'm Leo and Sagittarius. Oh. But then I have Virgo, Moon, which... My
3: sister's that's, a Virgo. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm an Aries moon, so
1: that's why I'm feisty. Love it. Um, I can't stop thinking about Sagittarius the cat from the
3: Black Cat <gasps> oh, Market. Yeah, oh, my gosh. <laughs> what time was that, though? He's, was...
1: like, the really big boy. Like, um... the one that... No, he... Oh, he... The other day when I was there. So, for anyone who is listening, Black Cat Market has these wonderful cats, and one of them is named Sagittarius, and he's bonded with Brendan, and if you need two very, um... Chubby cats in your life, go adopt them. But um, the other day, Sagittarius was walking um, across those little like ledges, mm-hmm. and he looked down at Indigo and just fell down <laughs> and just tumbled. And it was like because your cats are supposed oh, to land on yeah. their feet. And I think his belly got in the way. And it,
0: was just, it was really cute. Aww. It was really cute. All right, so I have my. He re- was okay. I have my results. You're quick. Yeah, I I have pretty good instincts. But once more, once more, I need to hear everyone's guesses again before we release okay. the, the, the I, list. I
3: think you're pitta, vata.
0: Okay.
2: I said vata kapha. Okay. Kapha pitta.
0: Vata pitta kapha.
2: You're a tridosha.
0: Well, we're all, yeah, we're all. Well, I mean, you're all. Does it give you percentages? Okay, my one? body is twenty-five percent vata, forty-one point seven percent pitta. And 33.3% kappa. Okay. What? My... Wait, no. <laughs>
3: Actually,
0: <I was> <laughs> How do you
1: win? Wait, so no, what, what are your top 20. two? My top two yeah.
0: are vada pitta. Is
1: that you? was mm. those... No, I no kappa, neither of you
0: said vada pitta. Oh, I said
3: that. That's what I said.
0: See, no, so... I thought you said pitta, vada, kappa. No. Wait, wait that wait, sounds wait, like a somebody somebody kappa. Kappa. I am <laughs> rushing kappa pitta, kappa. <laughs>
3: So I said
0: Vada,
3: Pitta. I mean, it's the same thing. Oh, just okay. Pitta, Vada.
0: Yeah. Am I, there's ma-
3: no Kappa. Oh, there's no Kappa. There's Kappa. That's our sorority. I'm
1: going to make t-shirts. It'll be great. Yeah, That's all that like, you guys t- were talking t- about. We are going through rushing right now. We're <laughs> rushing. This is-, this is our, this is our, this everyone is- has to finish this drink. <laughs> this
2: is a gentlest rushing.
0: <laughs> My mind is Vada. What does that mean? Uh, Your
1: mind is like mine then. You're,
2: brr. We
1: not this, scatterbrained but we're we consider all of the possibilities.
2: Yeah, we like
1: Dreamy. to Yeah, we'd be intentional about being like grounded pretty much.
2: That's why I said like i it was a long journey for me to understand how to ground myself. Like it's hard to bring yourself back it hard to you to meditate. And I think you've like check in. Oh, okay. <laughs>
1: like yeah, yeah. I oftentimes think about it. I mean, and this is how everyone is that I've ever talked to in terms of meditation, but it's the kind of thing it's like your thoughts are never going to go away entirely. It's you just have to sit there and non-judgmentally let them happen. Yeah. Notice it going, and then let it go. Yeah, and that's I think like a not just a meditation. That's just a life thing for Vadas. Is that we're always going to have like a ton of mind shatter. and it's so, it's just being aware enough to let it go and come back to the moment that, that has we're been, in.
2: Yeah, spot on for sure. It's my mind never shuts up, but. Right. Not chasing it. I'm like, I know where you're going, and just like, just letting it go and letting it be and yeah. floating
1: away. Because it's not a bad thing that it's going. Yeah. It's just the way that we are. We're right. going to be thoughtful about things, and I think that's. I mean, moving out of our but into things like, in terms of my own experience and other people, um, other people's experiences that I've known who have things like anxiety or ADHD. Mm-hmm. Like our minds are always going. Yeah. If we, I often equate it to like if we got stranded on a deserted island. We have thought about everything wrong that could have happened before we even got to the island. Oh, yeah. We would be so prepared. Like, <laughs> everything would be sorted. So it's, it's like, it's a gift as well as yeah. something that can kind of
0: inconvenience oh, into your daily life.
2: Yeah, I always have, yeah, well, scenario now. and stuff.
0: Now, do you think we're born that way, or do you think that that, like, comes from, like, people, our own experiences?
2: Nature versus nurture. Because my thing is, like, you know,
0: <laughs> no, like, no, <laughs> is, like, you, know you could live a completely easygoing life, and I mean, I wouldn't, I am not that my life was, like, tremendously difficult, but I think, you know, we've talked about this, I have a lot of anxiety, generally, I've realized with all those questions you were asking me, am I answering them? I'm sure everyone sorry. has gathered that. No, 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 it's totally fine. But I have a lot of like anxiety generally. And I think that like, you know, that's sort of in a way a little bit conditioned in you. I think like, you know, there's a nature and nurture portion of it. But I think like, do, you, do we change? Do our kappas and pittas, uh, no, sorry. Kappa, do our and our pittas change?
3: Vadas and pittas change? I think they change if you allow them to throughout the seasons.
2: Yeah. Well, I think it's not necessarily changing. I mean, the the ultimate goal is to bring yourself into complete balance, right? And uh, I think that you're born, I personally, I think, you know, you are born with these certain traits that are bound to get out of balance where, for me, it's the Vata, um, mm-hmm. you know, the airiness, whatever, that I need to be more intentional about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody is different. Everybody's going to have different balances. Mm-hmm. So... Um, at different points in your life, mm-hmm. yeah, things are going to influence and in, in, in throw maybe something, your kafa or whatever, just for, mm-hmm. since we're speaking about that, you know, it could throw your kafa way out of balance mm-hmm. or throw your pit away out of balance. So, yeah, there's certain things in your life where it's going to affect you completely differently how it did, you know years ago mm-hmm. I
1: think yeah I think we're always changing as people like mm. when hard times happen a lot of times we revert back to patterns that we've known growing up as safe places and yeah. that's kind of how we understand ourselves but it, it doesn't mean that we're not capable of change
0: i am learned so much
1: welcome <laughs> stick a bunch <laughs> of empaths in a room together and see
0: what happens <laughs> so, tell, tell us about empaths <laughs> tell sure. us about that
2: okay so well empath are you talking about the uh pop-ups that we do the bars? pop-ups just even yeah. how like what's the story
0: so, yeah how sober things came up like how okay i wanted to start a sober bar that kind so
2: of well i've i've been sober for almost four years um and mm-hmm. it wasn't really you know i wasn't like i have a problem i need to stop drinking it was more of like I just didn't want to drink anymore. I didn't want to feel the way that I felt on alcohol. I just knew that it was hindering me from actually knowing myself and and knowing how I am. I want to know everything. I want to know everything about myself. And, you know, through that process, I'm like, oh, I'm going to quit. I'll be fine. And it was not that easy at all. It was so, it was the hardest thing I've ever done for sure. Um, In hindsight, I wish I would have, you know, Went to like maybe like a group or somebody, some kind of spiritual like Mm -hmm. support. Support, I guess you can say, or just like I don't even know. Um, It was hard for sure. You know, all my friends were big drinkers. Mm -hmm. I was a big I was a big drinker. I just you know you Mm -hmm. never think you really have a problem until you quit. Um, Mm -hmm. But that kind of took me in a tailspin of like this spiritual self growth journey that was extremely painful. I realized how much I I actually suppress um, drinking, doing drugs, whatever. I mean, I, I didn't do drugs mm-hmm. recently, but in my life, I've done a lot. You know, a lot of partying, mm-hmm. and a lot of it was trying to fit in, um, trying to suppress my emotions, my sensitivities, because um, I started drinking at a really young age when I was like fourteen or fifteen. Mm-hmm. My parents don't know that, but. Yeah. You know, I just remember it was peer pressure. I just wanted to fit in, and I could not find out how to do that because I was very different from most people. I, at least that's what I was telling myself. You know, I don't know if that was true or not. You know, we tend to judge ourselves more than anybody. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, it was just a lot of self-healing through this, um, mm-hmm. not going out and having a drink. It's actually like sitting with yourself and meditating or whatever whatever you got to do to get through things. And mine was... Doing yoga, meditation, reading—just a lot of like self exploration. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up in therapy, and um, my therapist suggested a book to me. It was called *The Empath Survival Guide*. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's more to this story, too, so I'm just—I'm just saying how we got to the name empath. And this *Empath Survival Guide* it really hit the nail on the head for me as to why I started drinking. I just like all of these like memories and emotions and everything got back to me. And at the end of the book. Um, she said something about creating a support group, um, for people that are, you know, empathic. And I don't want to say empaths are any different than any other people. We're just a little bit more sensitive, but everybody has the ability to be empathic, right? Um, it's just some people just their nervous systems are a little bit more sensitive, Mm -hmm. um, so anyways, I thought about it, I said, oh yeah, I'm going to start a support group because I have a lot of friends, you know, that I know have similar stories to me um, that mm-hmm. want to quit drinking or have quit drinking and just need, need some support, and, you know, or or want to like be more mindful in their life. Mm-hmm. And um, I started to think about this and I said, well, if I'm going to do this, then I might as well just create, so- well, create something, you know, for everybody. And that's, Donnie and I were walking one day and we always since we quit drinking there wasn't a lot of spaces safe spaces for us to go to to feel included you know what i mean like like a kind of like a bar mm-hmm. um nightlife atmosphere i'm sorry you can you can chime in anytime you want
3: so oh, yeah.
2: um this is a very long-winded explanation That's so I like it. We love so, so yeah we're just walking and we talked always like how about how there should be like a sober bar and this is before sober bars were even like a thing this was like two and a half three years ago um and I said you know what we're starting a sober bar that's it and I said I'm naming an empath and just because of the book you know I just knew that based on like I just see the vision of it I just seeing it being like a really calming um but fun atmosphere you know what I mean like it's the way to make people open up is to make them feel relaxed, and that's what I see Empath being—some place mm-hmm. where you can go to be yourself, to have really amazing drinks, conversations, mm-hmm. to have a really good time, still have that nightlife bar feel. It's mm-hmm. just all about the atmosphere. So that's kind of where, where the, that that, stem from, um, for Empath though. Yeah, good. Oh,
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, when, I mean, my my journey has been kind of all over the place. But um, yeah, when we decided to do this, we looked on the internet and see if, s- tried to see if anyone else was doing it. And we found this guy named Chris Marshall down in um, Austin, Texas. And so we flew out to meet him and he runs a his own sober bar called Sands Bar. And this was back when he was doing pop-ups and now he has his own permanent space. But um, we, we went there and met with him and, um, you know, got the feel of what he was doing. And his, his model's a little bit different than ours. His is kind of like, you pay to get into the event and you get um, all-inclusive kind of drinks. But he might have changed it by now. But um, he came from more of a counselor side of things, um, but, and we came from more of the music side of things. Um, but yeah, we became good friends with him and uh, he helped, you know, inspire us, and we inspired each other.
2: Yeah, we came out from that, and I said, we're going to do, that was back in May, and we did our first pop-up, that was May of 2018, and we did our first pop-up at the end of June of 2018, Um, but I think, you know, our biggest thing was, too, is, it's not just, I don't want to say it's just for empaths, I mean, that's just where the background of the name came Mm -hmm. from, you know, just a place to help people feel their feelings and Mm -hmm. to connect with people, but, You know, it's open to everybody, no matter if you are still drinking um, and you just need a night off. That's the biggest thing for us. Like, it doesn't matter what your story is. It doesn't matter if you went through AA, if you went through NA, if you went through some kind of group. Um, It's just a place to kind of bridge that that gap for people to feel included and to meet other people. Because we tend to segregate. Like, we always, like, say, oh, I belong to this or I belong to that. And that's not what we want this to be about. We just want it to be for everybody to kind of cross pollinate you know their experiences yeah
1: mm-hmm. it's been so much fun for me finding what you've created just because i i, I almost related to kind of how i found the ecstatic dance practice mm-hmm. it was like i loved going out and dancing and i still do a good bit of that but i think for me it's come down to like i didn't really care about going someplace where i couldn't talk to people i didn't care about going so, to someplace place where there was drinking happening mm-hmm. like it wasn't about that for me it was about being somewhere where i could move exactly how i wanted to move yeah. But a lot of times being in like a a club or a bar atmosphere meant that I was being approached by people without consent and people were being, um, not necessarily like they weren't necessarily giving me the space that I needed to feel like myself. And I feel like even in like bar settings, a lot of times if you're just drinking and not dancing, that can happen too. And, um, it's really nice in your setting that it's like, it just, anytime that I've been at one of your events, it feels like there's consensual conversation. Mm -hmm. It feels like people are able to be themselves and talk about real things and, they know that they're going to remember it the next day. And so it feels like a really valuable experience.
2: Thank you. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's exactly what we're trying to create. Um, a mindful experience that's connecting that allows you to kind of let go of what you know and like how we react. I mean, bars, I feel like you need that alcohol to open up mm-hmm. because there's some kind of weird energy, not all bars, but like where you, I don't know, I can't even explain it. It's It's kind of like,
3: you feel like you have to get to a place where everyone else is on that yeah. level to, to connect. Yeah, It's almost
1: that same social pressure. Like if you're talking about being a kid, like wanting to fit in, yeah. you get to a bar and it's like, so everyone's here, or at least they seem like they're there. Yeah. So in order for me to be one of them in a sense, I have to get there too. Mm-hmm. And it's, I, I'm someone that still drinks from time to time and I don't think that there's anything wrong with that, mm-hmm. but... I just think that there's a large bit of accountability and how you carry yourself in a drinking space or yeah. any space. And it's like, how do you show up for the people around you? How do you, how do you show up for yourself? And, um, it's something that I don't know if our culture is completely mastered in terms of like, how do you fully appreciate the beverage that you're having in a way that's intentional?
2: I, I agree with that. i like that. You just said that <clears throat> it's ab- That's absolutely right. Like you should be able to go into any social setting and yeah. feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. You just shouldn't need alcohol to do that. Um, you know i think like by having these these sober safe spaces to allow you to explore that is allow is going to like you said allow you to go into these bars and experience it on a whole different level right you know cuz i'm not judging alcohol at all i'm not saying it's right or wrong um That's not what we're here to do. We're just here to make a mindful experience without alcohol and to show that you can do that. Yeah.
1: And it can be really fun.
2: Absolutely. Like a couple weeks ago when
1: like Emma was DJing and everyone just started dancing. Like that was something that I don't think I ever expected from your space and not because there was anything wrong with it, but because I'm like, oh, it's a tea bar. Like people aren't going to dance here. And we had so much fun. Like it just really set the scene for the night. And I, I think it's such a valuable experience to give people, especially people like myself that aren't completely sober, but. Do enjoy going out for a drink from time to time. It's really nice to know that y- the drink isn't really the thing that makes it special. Yeah. The thing that makes it special is people showing up and being themselves.
2: It's very short. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you
1: guys?
0: You guys should bring board games to your silver bar <laughs> experiences. There's places. like
1: there's fun conversation games.
0: Really, yeah. I'll tell I'll tell you. I love going to um, and we talked about this at our last uh, in our last episode. I really love going to mixtape because they have a lot board games. Mm-hmm. Like if you ever need to borrow board games, let me know. Okay,
1: thank you. <laughs> I like, there's this one um, at Bantha where they pop up a lot. There's this one book, and it's of dinosaurs. Have you? Have oh,
2: that's you... ours, actually. Oh, I thought we, it was We Kansas. take all the books there. Oh. Yeah, all oh. the books there that we put out are ours. So. Well, we... I love the
1: dinosaur great... book. Thanks. Every time that I am at one of those events, I have to go up to someone's table and be like, have you seen this book? <laughs> the dinosaurs pop out. It's amazing. There's a pterodactyl. Like, it's, it's exciting. So I love yeah. that you bring them.
2: Yeah, we, whenever we first started the pop-up, we were trying to figure out, like, we were so nervous. Um, I was like, you know, what are we going to do? there's no alcohol how are people gonna eat? we just want we, I don't we were nervous like we're like oh we need to fill the space um why the how I came up with conversation cookies too because I was like oh people need icebreakers and like all of a sudden you I was overthinking it like Avada you yeah, know you do the like, same how, thing. Do, how do I do this but honestly it's not even about, it's just truly just about just setting the mood making that atmosphere and I think the books do help we do we bring the books we bring like Different like mindful books, like astrology, tarot stuff like that, and, and amongst other things. Um, but that those are conversation starters, right? Yeah. And, and like, it's been really cool. Um, yeah. Are you gonna say, are you like,
1: gonna say something? I feel like we might even benefit from something like conversation cookies on the show. So they look mm-hmm. they look like little fortune cookies, but then <laughs> no you really? open them I brought some. and there's a little that would be so fun <laughs> oh, yeah. next time. Next time. Okay,
0: but we figured out my brain. Waves, brain.
1: <laughs> <laughs> not not
0: yet. Not yet. Uh, we so just, can you tell us about our you? You brought in another beverage as well what was and i mean this one made me feel alive um and <laughs> You're you told be- us about that what was the and you don't have to make it for us if that's like too much trouble or anything sure. like that but and, what and was this one's
2: called life-changing ginger oh water. my god so there you go you got it you got the intention it
0: went through. um so what was the other because you said that all of your ingredients were very intentional so like what is what's the other one that you were planning on
2: so this one is called the Blue, divine blueberry protection elixir okay <laughs> all of our drinks have crazy names um, <laughs> This one is made with two local teas um, and it is there's a lot of ingredients in it actually so mm. it's like it's like a fruit mix um, different fruit tea mix like with elderberry and blueberry hibiscus rose hips apple pieces um, oh my gosh cornflowers yeah. and then uh, cutting root of, cutting root apothecary they have this local protect tea and then there's straglass um, holy basil. Do you remember what else? Mint. I should have brought my list, but there's a whole yeah. slew of herbs that go into this that are really good for, you know, uh, immunity, mm-hmm. just yeah. overall being, yeah. um, Tulsi is
1: like my favorite thing oh, in the world. Too. So the second I saw it on your menu, <laughs> I was like, yes, yeah. I always get like way too excited talking about it to yeah. people because they're like, what's holy basil? And I'm like, let me tell you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is holy basil. So like what
0: makes it different from
1: Unholy basil. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a really good band name. like hi, we're unholy basil. You're next that, yeah.
0: friend. If like, yeah, you, you need a third novel. band,
1: then let us know. <laughs> unholy <basil>. That's good. <laughs> I'll, I'll be popping up at Roboto soon. <laughs> unholy basil. Um nobody steal that who's listening to the <laughs> <laughs> Copyright. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're trademarking it right now. Um but Tulsi is um what's called an adaptogen. Um and there's a lot of different forms of them, but basically And I'm probably going to explain this in like a very non-formal way, but um, it's informal. It goes into your body, and whether (laughs) you need something in your immune system, whether you need something in your gut, whether you need like whatever your body needs protection in, it can sense that, and it goes there and strengthens that part of your body.
0: How do we know that it does that? Science. I'm a little nervous because I feel like my body, like many parts of my body need help and I feel
1: like it will just the holy basil will just be like oh no, where do I go? (laughs) Just be like driving down a street and there's like eight ways to go and it's like okay, we're gonna stop right here. I
0: know, they all need help. Yeah.
1: Okay, well, wow,
0: that's impressive. I feel like I've learned a lot and my head hurts, but it's in a very good way and i'm so what do you i ask this question to many of our uh our guests who do more than one thing which you guys seem to do many things but in terms of like you know dinosaur versus empath and i'm sure they mean very different things to you but is there one that you prefer or one that you know is more like that's what i like enjoy more or like that's one that i like you know feel like i'm meant to do or like that kind it's of a
1: hard thing. question
2: <laughs> they It differs. It varies depending on what we're going through in life. Um, Yeah, I don't know. It it has. It has gone back and forth. So when we started this back in 2018, I think Dinosaur and Empath were kind of on a level playing field. Mm
3: -hmm. Well, we thought because we got the record contract, we were like, all right, let's focus on music. Then we can be musicians. That promotes sobriety. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of fell through. So then we were like let's, let's, uh, focus on sober bar more.
2: Well, right? I think in 2018, we focused a lot on the music and we did empath events and I knew I want to do this. It was crazy because yeah. I never thought I would be doing something like this. To be honest, this mm-hmm. has never mm-hmm. been in my dreams or anything like that. So this just came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and I questioned it a lot. Like, is this really what I'm supposed to be doing? And, um, Yeah, there's so much more to this, like, yeah, I can't even get into, but, you know, it's just, for me, yeah, a lot of questioning, Dinosaur was a big piece of it, or was a big part of us in 2019, and then I feel like towards the end of the year, Empath started to get a little bit bigger, and now our focus is more probably on the bar. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, it's become more the community than, like, with
3: a band, it's hard to, like, you know, I, not everybody's going to really like your music and it's hard to support music these days, but it's something that we're passionate about. But I feel like people need music in certain ways, but I feel like this is more important for the world, the empath. Yeah, so I think right
2: now what is most important for this world is community and bringing people together yeah. um, in a healing way. Mm-hmm. Something that is, that is safe, something that allows like we talked about people to be. Um, I went to, I actually went on a little personal journey back in August, I I just want to mention this because this has been a big part of kind of why I think it brought empaths to the forefront of my life right now. Mm -hmm. Um, Is I went to New Mexico and I do Kundalini Yoga and I went there um, and the founder of Kundalini in America, Yogi Bhajan, I don't know if you know him, so it was his birthday week, and there was a huge celebration out there. It was his ashram that I went and stayed at, and it was life-changing for me. I didn't even realize why I went out there. I didn't even know I picked that week of his birthday, Mm -hmm. but there was this huge celebration. There's all these people, hundreds of people there. Everybody's sober because they don't do any drugs or alcohol Mm -hmm. and mainly eat plant-based diets, but anyways, at the end, and there was a lot of young people, young people in their 20s, which was amazing to me, you know, just I felt like I was in a club with yogi people. Like, it was amazing. Um, but, anyways, what I experienced there, and they had a dance party, is it was so beautiful. Like, there was no substances, no alcohol, nothing, nothing that was altering these people. And they were just high on life. Yeah. They were mm-hmm. like, what I like to say, drunk on spirit, honestly. Mm-hmm. And, um, that was something that I said, I want to move out here. Like this was going through my head, you know, I'm like, I want to move out here. Cause I want to live like this. This is what, you know, but I'm like, if I move out here, what am I really doing? Like, instead of just, you know, oh, yeah, oh I am enjoying my life out here, but I know that I'm meant to do something more. So I brought that vision back and that's kind of where I see empath going is like creating that environment to allow people to enjoy life and experience and bring that back to pittsburgh because i know pittsburgh's severely lacking in that type of you know thing so
1: i almost think about it like in that that logic of like meditation on your quietest day
2: yeah it's
1: a beautiful practice but it's like on your craziest day in the world is when you probably need it the most yeah and i think when i think about pittsburgh like not there's amazing efforts going on here in the mindfulness community the yoga community and all of it like we have really beautiful things happening but there's still a lot of times, at least in my personal life, where it's really easy to get caught up in the day-to-day. It's really easy to get caught up in our responsibilities and Mm -hmm. be on the run with so much of it. And finding spaces to just, like, be and um, kind of honor what's going on with you and what's going on with other people, I think it's a really great opportunity that, like, you shouldn't have to go on a retreat somewhere else to find. Like, that should be part of your life and whether you could do it every fourth is it every fourth Friday that you have your events yeah. every fourth Friday, or you do it in some way every day to just show up for yourself. It's a really important thing.
2: Yeah, totally. I agree. I think I mentioned to you the other day, it's like, you know, your retreat, like you can seriously, and I've done this before. Somebody said it to me and I tried this, like your retreat can be anything. Like if you just go and sit with yourself, and I remember I'm sitting there, I'm like, I want to be on the beach right now. And I close my eyes and I just like, you can take yourself anywhere that you mm-hmm. want to go. Anywhere, yeah. like truly, you are in control of of, of your life and, and what you're doing and how you're feeling and everything like that. Like not necessarily – you're not sitting there on the beach, but you can bring that to yourself, yeah. that joy or whatever brings you joy in mm-hmm. that moment. Um, yeah. yeah. We're it, a lot more powerful than we think we oh, are. Oh, and it's, it's crazy. And Yeah. yeah. Well. So. <laughs> bring us back, Liz. Get us in the box. I, I, I'm, bringing, I'm bringing
0: us back a little bit, but um, – do you, all of our guests get, you know, about a minute, like at the end, to just say whatever the hell they want, like even take if it's like take all the time you need. You guys can do what you need to do, but thank you guys so much for showing up. This is your one minute or however long plug. So plug 20 away. Right Twenty now. minute set right now. Go ahead,
3: plug away. Oh, you plug. You're you go going. first. I, I'm. Who oh, you plug first? <laughs> <you're> <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just I, I'll, I guess I'll go. Yeah, I'm thankful that you guys um, invited us onto your podcast, and um, yeah, I'm really excited to see where Empath takes Carolyn and I. And um, takes you know, the city. Yeah, yeah, takes the city, mm-hmm. and you know, it's it's been really eye opening for me because throughout these three years, um, I had a few slips. Um, I call them slips. But I, you know, I've been on track, and um, yeah, I've been sober for about a year, for, for real. Yeah,
2: um, yeah, and nobody's counting. Um, well,
3: counting.
2: Well, because um, well, we um, judge ourselves. Yeah.
3: yeah. But um, yeah. So you know, it's it's a journey for everybody, and my journey actually started when I was like 21. But I I, I So indecisive, go back and forth all the time, but Mm -hmm. this feels real and it it feels powerful. Um, And yeah, so.
2: Thank you. Good you. That's
1: great. We're so happy that you're here. Thank you guys so much Um, for coming. Thank you. Thank you. So, for anyone in the city, that would like to come support you, whether it be for Dinosaur or Empath. Do you have any dates? I mean, you're the every fourth Friday. Do you want to plug that a little so bit? Or social
2: media? D- yeah, well, we're empathpittsburgh.com. Um, you can find us on Instagram, empathsoberbar.pgh. Um, Facebook is just empathsoberbar and social events. Um, Dinosaur is com. We have all of our, our dates on our shows on the website. Um, and we're going to be at Banta every fourth Friday. For for the next four or five months, um, until you know we figure out what we're doing in the second half of the year, probably going to be every fourth Friday. But yeah, come check us out. We usually have a DJ, um, dancing, all of our mocktails. Well, I don't, don't even like say mocktails; it's so trendy. I'm going to say non-alcoholic mixed drinks, and cocktails, <laughs> like uh, changing, and <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. And uh, I think that's it. Do you have anything else? No, <laughs> I think one thing real quick you know I was just thinking too about this whole like I know we're touting ourselves as a sober bar but I think that's more of just like to know what people are getting themselves into like we're just a space you know a, a space that doesn't serve alcohol yeah. and um, it's very different because we just did a pop up with the open road bar which was amazing it was
1: and, so much fun yeah, I had the best was, time
2: it was really cool and I'm, I'm grateful that Mal is doing that but you know it's we we actually we're not serving any non-alcoholic beers and wines mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. We may in the future, but I just think that like you know I think where we're redefining what a bar is kind of mm-hmm. too by what we're doing. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, I think it does, you know, um,
3: yeah, for me personally some of the um, like there's non-alcoholic whiskeys mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, it's very for me personally very triggering I, I I can't do it because I know that I would go drink a whiskey mm-hmm. so.
1: well that makes a lot of sense though and yeah. I feel like that's something that isn't really ever talked about yeah, yeah like
3: for me I mean for sure the yeah yeah
2: it's, but that's it's, for
3: me everyone else is different it is it um, is
2: it is a little it's, triggering it's, but I'm not saying that I'm against it I'm saying that there's all going to be all different types of sober bars, right? Um And I, I'm not sure exactly where where Empath is headed, and we're looking for a permanent space, but all we know is that we want it to be, you know, as safe and I guess, I don't know what the right well, word is.
3: Our, our dreams are very thoughtful, and there's a lot of intention in them, and I, I think that they're they're even kind of healthy, too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Which is important to us. All the ingredients, they're organic. You know, it's as local as we can make it. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot to them.
2: Yeah. So we're just kind of redefining how a bar is looked at. I guess you can say. Yeah. And, and yeah. she even
3: wants to potentially create her own syrups that people that maybe can be um, bottled and people can use them and then make their own
1: can I put in my order now <laughs> <laughs> their own, yeah yeah
3: drinks.
1: well and what I think is cool is because like you could probably go to many bars and they have like non-alcoholic beer has been a thing for a long time mm-hmm. but the difference with yours is that it's like these drinks are things that are naturally healthy they make you feel cared for they have ingredients in them that support your health mm-hmm. but also like it's not just about the drink you're actually creating an experience for people to show up for themselves and for others and it's it's not just something that could be recreated everywhere. Yeah. So, yeah. The, if that isn't enough of a plug
3: to go well, to one of you your events. Nice. yeah.
1: Well,
0: thank you guys so much for being here. And thank you to all seven of you who are listening. Not, <laughs> it's just, for the, not just for the first time, but the second and third time as well. Uh, we're going to go four. This is a good one. So let's do four times. Four times you can listen to it. Persistent Strangers, I'm Liz Mannion. I'm
3: Allie Stewart. Um, Donnie Donovan and Carolyn Hilliard. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.